Welcome to Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's mini-sode, we finally drink our long-discussed crumpet beer from Toast Ales. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So... I'm excited. It's exciting day, exciting time. We've got the Warburtons and Toast Crumpet. Yay! So excited. Uh, yeah. So back in episode 10, when we were talking about sustainability and we talked about um, toast, I got us off on a bit of a tangent about crumpets because they had made previously a crumpet beer. Then I think literally a couple of weeks after we, recorded that, <laughs> after we recorded that episode, they announced that they were releasing another crumpet beer that was a table beer. And here it is for those it's exciting. on the video. It is an orange label. It's got a picture of a crumpet on it that says Warburton's and toast. Here's to change. Table crumpet beer. Light, fruity, planet saving. So we thought we'd tell you about it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're not going to really talk about toast this time because obviously i feel like we covered all the ground of like toast yes. itself and their practices and everything else yep. although what i will say is if we just quickly sort of go through we do have the full range thus yeah, so we've got their joanne very well. kindly got had to get the whole package to get the crumpet and uh sent me one of everything so we've got the i got a glass as well oh yeah you got a glass i'm using my good because good oh, yes. <laughs> good yeah. Yeah. so yeah we've got um we starting with the session IPA. yeah sessiony it's like an red orangey label. reddish session label yeah yeah that's uh citrusy hoppy and planet saving yeah <laughs> we've got craft lager yellow label which is crisp refreshing and planet saving <laughs> and i like to use that for my malt lesson in uh build your beer vocabulary because it's quite a nice malty lager nice you pick the next one let's do the green one green one their pale ale golden zesty and planet saving there you go and then the last one we've got is the american pale ale. is that why you let me do this one because it's the american no i I didn't even (laughs) think about it actually that's a mere coincidence planet saving and it's their american pale ale and um, to be fair i think it is it's quite easy to get the core range you can Yes. I think we already talked to the toast episode. It's quite easy to get the core cool range or some of the core cool range at supermarkets and everything else. Very good, very sustainable, great company. Um, so I thought, well, what are we going to do for this this crumpet episode? So I reached out to uh, Kristen from the social media team of Toast. Um, I had some questions that I, I just thought, let's use this opportunity to ask her some questions. Yeah. So um, reached out to her and she very kindly gave me some responses. So... Uh, before we start going through sort of what I asked her and what she kind of told me back and, and all that jazz, I want to taste this beer because I've not tasted yeah. it yet. I'm not you. I've not cracked in already. Um, very clear color. Very, very yeah, clear and light. It's very light. Light yellow. Um, I can see some fat carbonation bubbles and mine did have a nice big fluffy white head on it, but it has now disappeared. I was going to say mine was very lively when I first yes. opened it um, and the head was quite big, but it's, it's gone a bit now. Um, to be fair, we opened them first because I wanted to take a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that me knows I wanted a photo. <laughs> um, it's got, I can smell the crumpets in it. <laughs> it's quite light as well. It's quite it's light. It's very light smell to it. A bit zesty. Zesty. Yep, I would agree with that. Bready. Bready, Bready yeah. crumpet malt i can smell it's funny when you say crumbs i'm like yeah yeah, you're right it is 
It's quite carbonated. Yeah, it's very carbonated. Um, I can't describe. I can't describe it. Um, so um, I, I get a little bit of earthiness, uh, but it's quite crisp and clean. I would agree with that. And I think that the earthiness is probably the strongest for me. I, could, yeah. I think that's why I was like, how do I put this into words? And I didn't want to say that because I was like, that's not going to sound. No, how I but, that's, it. Um, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, I was about to say what kind of hops. It's got British hops in it. And British hops give some earthy notes. So that'd be where that's coming from. Um, it's also got spelt and rye in it um, and it's only 2.8% because it's a table beer yes, table beers table are beer. sub 3% generally perfect after a long day when it's a weeknight and you want Lovely. a beer but <laughs> you don't want too much um, but yeah it's when you said like the spelt and the rye and stuff I, I could kind of get that type yeah. of flavour coming out of it so. yeah and some mm. of that earthiness is probably coming from the rye as well actually yeah that's what because that's sort of the um the aftertaste to it is is where it's kind of coming through and and when yeah. you kind of said that it kind of starts off more earthy and then goes into the the sort of dry grainy yeah. grainy taste so that makes sense completely so yeah so um to start things off i um because obviously what sort of got us into it is the fact that they had the idea to make a, a beer with crumpets in it. It's with the partnership with Warburton's and all that. Um, so I was curious, really, if if um, they chose crumpets for a specific reason, if there was, you know, anything relating to the composition of it, that would mean that's the, the type of bread, for lack of a better way. Because I don't know, yeah. how would you describe a crumpet? I mean... We've so described it in the other episode, but would you call it bread? Like, is it bread? I mean, I it's, it is. <laughs> it's a dough product. It's It's got yeast in it, but um, it's kind of griddled rather than baked, I suppose. Is like a naan, I guess. Uh, yeah, you, you can't do it. So so when I've, I've tried to make crumpets at home, they're not easy to make, by the way. Um, and I've you just try, do it in like a dry dry pan. And so it just kind of, oh, I guess okay. it does kind of toast a little bit. Like you're just, you're just kind of heating it. And, and um, so I said in the other episode that there is a, a crumpet shop in Seattle. And when you watch them do it, they have metal rings that they plop the dough into. And then it's on a big yeah. hot plate. And then you flip them over. So you do one side and then you flip them over and do the other side and then it kind of cooks through from either I end. can picture exactly what you're saying yeah. sort of when you when you describe <laughs> that I can picture like the metal rings and yeah. everything like that so on a yeah big hot on plate. a griddle on a big big griddle yeah. yeah fair enough but I was like oh do you really call it bread but basically I sort of said to them you know when it comes to making your beers do you you know did you pick a table beer for example because you thought the components of a crumpet would be really good for a table beer do you use a particular type of beer to make your american pale ale or you know like for example like would you would you say like oh a sourdough makes a better ipa than a rye or something like that um so i was really curious to know about that and and her response was for a short answer no um their core range they don't really change up the bread itself um it, they kind of use the the same bread they use for all of them um it was more that for their they use specific bread more for their um collaborations and their limited releases not so much for their core ranges because it didn't matter for their core ranges yeah. um we'll talk about the special releases in, in a minute or two um 
but yeah, I thought that was quite interesting because because in my head I was like, you know, not being a, a brewer at all, thinking, do you know, do certain types of bread make better styles of beers than others? So um, I was hoping you might be able to share a bit of insight because you made their recipe for the pumpkin double, which you very kindly shared with me, and you sent me another bottle, and I've got it out in my fridge waiting <laughs> for the right opportunity. Um, and I didn't know if you sort of had any ideas of tips on beer for certain things or what you did for that. So uh, so in the autumn around pumpkin season um toast put out their a homebrewed version a homebrew recipe version of their pumpkin double recipe um and completely in this like it was just pdf that they popped up on their on their instagram and on their website um and it told you how they sort out the bread to put it into into the beer so um they take away a percentage of the base malt, which is where um, a majority of the fermentable sugars that create the alcohol in beer comes from, and they replace it with the bread. Um, uh, but that, but you can't just like take it out of the bread bin and shove it in your beer. Like it's it's got moisture in it, and that's going to upset your temperatures in your mash and things like that. And um, so you have to dry it out. So I took almost all of a whole meal loaf of bread <laughs> put it on trays and put it in the oven at 90 degrees celsius and dried it out for they say about an hour but it, it depending on the thickness of it it can be a couple of hours um until it's kind of stale almost like and and crispy um it's not like you're not baking it again you're just kind of drying it out and getting the moisture out of it and then you have to break it up into pieces but you don't want to like completely crumble it because if you right. do that um, it's going to, I mean, the way that I brew, I use a sieve to get the wort away from the um, grains. That is going to completely gum up your sieve in a commercial brewing process. It's going to gum up the bottom of their of their mash tun when they're trying to drain away and you won't get the water out of it because it will just be stuck in all those little bits. So you kind of break it up yeah. into kind of a little bit bigger than crouton size and put that in. Um, I decided to use wholemeal bread because i was making a double recipe that belgian double is more malty so i wanted kind of that darker malt from it um but i suppose it's more about how much fermentable sugar you can extract from those grains um and you might be able to get more out of white bread because it's got more rubbish in it <laughs> It's probably got more sugar in it. It's probably got more sugar in it. It's probably got more sugar in it to begin with. But um I think my pumpkin double recipe came out quite well. So it was, was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, and when you sent bread. me another one, when you sent me both the pumpkin double and your other pumpkin <laughs> one, and it arrived in the package, I was like, oh my god, it's like Christmas all over again. I was so happy. It was Age, it was please. absolutely <laughs> So two questions off the back end of that before we go into yeah. the next question. So um, you were mentioning them being like crouton size pieces. Yeah. Could you, in theory, cut them up into those size pieces before you dry them out and dry them out in those size pieces? I suppose or does you could it do. have to be done sort of after? Um, for no, you could reason? probably do it before. Um, so I've recently brewed a jam donut beer <laughs> for Women's Pint Club for International Women's Day. And I put donuts in that. And I, I decided rather than leaving the donuts whole, I broke those into pieces first because because that was quite a thick thing i wanted to be able to kind of get in to it to dry out dry out the moisture um so i broke that up into pieces first and i think that helped a little bit but they took like two hours to dry out because they were much thicker than your 
standardized slices of a of a loaf (laughs) (laughs) second question off the back end of that was can you over dry like can it be too dry if it's too dry does that cause a problem as well like will that impact the taste or is it no uh, yeah because yeah your grains are dry when you put those in so i wouldn't have thought so fair enough fair enough you don't want to burn it i suppose you don't want to burn it because then that's you're going to get different that then you're getting something different out of it because you're getting the um as if you were using darker malts then you're going to get different flavors and colors from that and potentially you're going to get you're going to have caramelized the or burnt the fermentable sugars that are available as long as they're still there that could make something really interesting it could do <laughs> wouldn't smell great um but <laughs> yeah but you don't put much of like so the so your dark malts like your chocolate and your paint and black are like roasted and you don't put very much of those in a beer even when you want something really dark and roasty because if you put a lot in you're adding bitterness and it's going to get overpowering i wonder if you could get like be a bit playful with it do I mean, like you could a do, few yeah. burnt pieces a few not burnt pieces <laughs> see what happens you know, it turns up <laughs> yeah well, i thought that was uh, thought that was an interesting a bit to uh to see what your thoughts on it were actually um and then I guess in a similar vein to that the the next question that I asked her was um where we started talking about some of the making of things whatever it was prompted by the email that came out on Valentine's Day I think we mentioned it in our Valentine's Day episode um they've done for Valentine's Day they did a a box that was um it was a couple beers and then there was a bread making um I won't want to say bread making kit because it was just sort of I guess the dry ingredients for the bread um and then they gave you an extra pale ale to add into the dry mixture to make the dough for the bread and then that would make a beer bread so the question that I kind of asked her was um when it comes to making their bread you know could you use any of their beers or did it have to be that pale ale for a particular reason you know is the pale ale the one that's going to make the better bread um because I noticed I said that was the one they gave you the extra of and and she kind of confirmed that like pretty much any of their beers their core range beers anyways you could use to make it it was going to be totally fine not a problem at all um she just said that you know from their experience they just felt the pale ale probably had the best profile for making the bread um at least the bread pack they put together uh but you could really use any of their core range or i guess indeed any any beer you wanted really um but i know that you again i thought i'd bring it back to you i know you've made quite a few but you made pizza dough you made all this do you find that there's specific types of beer that you use to make certain types of breads and baked goods and and not other ones yeah definitely like the the flavor of the beer is going to make a huge difference on what you finally make um so I suppose I've done the most experimentation with pizza dough, but that's very simple, similar to making bread. Um, if you add, you can add a stout to it. It's going to make the color of it a lot darker. You can have much roastier, darker, like almost you know, slightly burnt. Like those flavors that you get from that stout are going to be in that product, in your final product. Um, I've used uh, quite a bitter IPA to make a pizza dough before and you can taste it. So if you really? like, you don't really necessarily want those bit that hoppy bitterness in in a baked good, or in your pizza dough necessarily. Other things you might want that kind of citrusy bitterness in, but perhaps not in bread. Um, I tell you, the best thing that I've found to make my pizza dough is a craft lager, because it makes it really light. You get that kind of um, the graininess from it in there, and there's a little bit of that. 
I say floral because that's the kind of hops you're getting, but that kind of earthy floralness that you're going to get from those hops, like that's quite subtle, but it just adds something to the pizza dough. That's the best thing that I found for doing that. But you can try, you can literally try anything. But remember, you want quality beer. Like don't be going down there and getting your Tesco savers (laughs) because there's not going to be much flavor and, and what's the point at that point? Yeah. Yeah. There's no point. You might as well just do it normally. Like, and, think about what the flavors are in that beer because that will be imparted in what you're making so you're not going to be like oh i'm going to get this raspberry sour and i'm going to it unless you want well, a raspberry actually, sour do, uh, do you know dough. what though i no, not in pizza dough but i did think i haven't made it yet but i was thinking about using a uh, raspberry um one of thornbridge's raspberry uh florida vices to make like morning rolls yeah so you could have like the ras the raspberry in the dough and then put like cranberries sultanas raisins even something like, like that like in hot it. cross hot cross buns yeah hot cross buns, make a really yeah, good a fruitiness like, fruity a fruity hot cross beer bun. would be good in that yeah so it depends on what your outcome is at the end yeah i was really into so we make pizza every friday i've mentioned it before and today was pizza day and um we've been using pre-made sourdough the last few times to just make our own pizza instead yeah. of using the frozen ones um and my husband said oh next time next week we should make our own dough all together and I was like yeah I was like I could do I just get really lazy that's why I don't do it and I said I can make pizza dough I've got a couple extra cans or something that I thought would make a decent pizza dough and he's just like I don't what do you don't need to make it with beer like he thinks that I'm just, <laughs> just making up because... uses for beer and I was like no I'm told no. by so many people that seriously beer pizza dough is amazing and he's like maybe you can make best... yours with no it and I'll it's, make mine without. it's the best pizza dough I've, I've tried lots of different pizza doughs I've tried quick you know quick make with no yeast I've tried your regular one I've tried it with you know Greek yogurt blah 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 all these different ways the best one that I found is pizza beer dough it's the best you just get like nice kind of flavor with it It makes a nice it's fluffy it's crusty on the outside like it makes a nice crispy crispy dough love it it's a crispy boy yeah that's that's, can you you just right now when when he hears this episode can you just tell him like it's it's the best just tell him it's the best it's It's not just putting beer in it for the sake of it it's because it is the best there i've told you thank you i appreciate that (laughs) but actually we are pausing here because we're gonna go pause but we're gonna go yeah through the magic through, through the, the magic, magic of, of, of beer <laughs> we're gonna go toast we'll be back crumpets. with the crumpet we're gonna pair this Three, beer with actual two, crumpets one go the women's brew will return once they have toasted their crumpets and we're back crumpets we're back. are ready crumpets it was like ready. magic so for americans that don't know what a crumpet is well, it's not as toasted as yours <laughs> You got, mate, you've got to toast it with an inch in an inch of its life I, for the best crumpet. Yeah, no. That's I not don't done, like it super toasted. <laughs> oh no, are you one of these like people that eat warm bread? I like it toasted. I don't like it burnt. <laughs> this isn't burnt. Crumpets I, so my toast I like like toasted, but crumpets have got to be like well done. Oh, they're my fave. Love crumpets. Yeah, yeah. Yours, my camera is making it so it's difficult to see, but yeah. you can see it's quite porous. And then what you do for anyone that's not from this country, she's got a nice Warburton one. I've got a little knockoff oh, one. <laughs> got to be, got, it's got to be Warburton. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, all, all, all others. Warburton's crumpets are the and best. And then 
Yeah, you just slather butter on it. It gets in all the nooks and crannies. And yes, good to go. This is going to be my breakfast for like the next two days. I love it. Yeah. And I had, I had proper like pizza dinner and now I'm like, I'm really not hungry, but it (laughs) smells really good. So I want it. (laughs) Double carbs. So what, why, why do we have warm crumpets in front of us? Why is it not good? So I'll tell you, i tell you for why, Jo. <laughs> so I did ask Kristen about her, uh, not her, but Toaster's decision to do this collaboration beer. And um, she had only just come aboard when they had actually decided to do this collaboration the first time round. Um, so she didn't sort of know the, the history, history of it, but she was kind enough to send me a press release. So I'm going to read for you what the press release was. So it states... The launch comes as Warburton looks for innovative ways to grant its leftover food waste a second life. The collaboration at first is on a limited edition basis, but dependent on consumer demand will be rolled out on a larger scale. Darren Little, head of product innovation at Warburton's, this was at the time, I don't know if he's still the head of product innovation, so take that for what it is he said we're thrilled to announce an innovative way of utilizing our wonky product while celebrating the nation's love of crumpets in a whole new way not only are we proud that crumpet beer is our first non-baked product we've ever launched there's nothing butter than this cold brew teamed up with a plate of warm crumpets so before i read the second part of that press release let's try it let's see let's see what it is you're making me like keep away from my crumpet. <laughs> Keeping away from your crumpet. I love crumpet. <laughs> <laughs> love a good bit of crumpet. <laughs> so many, so many innuendos. I feel like for any Americans that are watching this and listening to this or whatever, think about it as like, as I'm chewing with my mouth open, <laughs> think about it as like having your English muffin, which. Joe, would you just call it a muffin? <laughs> like, that's the question English- I've always wanted to know. Would you ever just call it a muffin? No, they're still called English muffins over here. Is that weird to you? No. <laughs> I think, yeah. This appears all right. But it, it's it, not the first it is... time I've been asked that either, by the way. I've always wanted to know, but I've never wanted to ask. Not you in particular, just <laughs> in life. I just always think it's funny just to think hey, it's just called a muffin. I think it brings out the um, more citrus notes in the beer. Hmm. Yeah, I like it. Mm. It is. Both are very Moorish. Mm. Yeah, he's right. Darren Little, head of product innovation at Warburton's, or previous head of innovation at Warburton's, don't know. Whatever the case may be. Well done. Solid, solid score. Because I would have thought, oh, do you really want to have a crumpet with beer? Like, is it just going to take away from it? No, it doesn't at all. Very good. Um, I mean, I'd happily drink this with my breakfast. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fair. But then that's what we call probably alcoholism. So we probably shouldn't do that. Only 2.8%. It's fine. It's a table beer. Oh, yeah. That's beer. Ju- I forgot. Here's another this point. It's a table beer. Here's another point, though. I forgot that this was so light because mm. the taste of it, it doesn't taste like it's a table beer. It tastes like it's just a session. It's, I mean, it is technically session, but is a sessionable light beer that doesn't taste light in the terms of abv so yeah yeah it's a well-made beer hmm. while you finish the rest of your crumpet the end piece of the um 
the press release is just basically James King, marketing and brand manager at Toastale, which again, I'm not sure if if he's still there or not. Uh, His comments are, our mission remains to brew beer that is planet saving and palate pleasing. And we couldn't be more excited to venture into the world of crumpets. As a British staple, they bring something wholly (laughs) different than our bread brewed beer and a unique taste. We will continue to toast change and hope everyone loves this new crumpet beer as much as we loved brewing and tasting it. I, I liked how that I, I liked the puns the puns were fun yeah the puns are fun um, you butter believe it it was great <laughs> uh and yeah it does pair well with the crumpet so I mean I, I did ask her as well you know was she aware of any challenges that they had because obviously this is something different for them where they normally use bread bread this was different and she said that as you know as far as she was aware you know she wasn't aware of any challenges that they encountered that was something unique to using crumpets as opposed to a normal style of bread um as far as she's aware it was it was all kind of the the norm so yeah there's that nice bit of crumpet <laughs> um so I'll yeah just for, to our listeners for us just chomping away, chomping away. yeah to be fair i've got some more crumpet but i don't want to chew in your ears but i couldn't mine's gone just break off one <laughs> more piece of it that's because you got war buttons and mine's my knockoff yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean after that we sort of kind of got away from the core range stuff because they've been doing something really interesting they've got their rise up series so uh i thought i'd ask her a few questions about that but i guess before i sort of say what those questions and basically the rise up series the blurb that's on their website about it if you're wondering what their rise up series is um what's written on their website is food production is our biggest impact on the planet but one third of all food is wasted and millions of people don't have enough our food system is broken but we can fix it our rise up series of limited edition beers celebrates change for people and the planet so um, what are these beers, you might ask? So the ones that are currently out at the moment is you have uh, one that's called Rise Up for Rivers. So this one, it says industrial food production is polluting our rivers, which creates coastal dead zones as they enter the ocean. But one third of food is wasted. We can change this by reducing food waste and supporting farmers practices that use less chemical fertilizers. We can protect freshwater sources and the life they support. So this one is a baker's wit beer, 5%, brewed with surplus fresh bread, um, real bread from Hobbs House Bakery. And it's baked that additives using organic flour to help regenerate nature so that sounds really nice that sounds delicious yeah the next one they've got is rise up for our oceans which is plastic pollution and the way we fish is threatening ocean life but half of the plastic production uh, produced is for single use and one quarter of fish are discarded by reducing waste and plastic use and by protecting and restoring marine ecosystems, we can sustain life and improve our health. Our low alcohol, so this is a low alcohol one, lemongrass lager sounds lovely, which is a 0.5%, so it's de-alcoholized, as we know from our other episode, is brewed with surplus fresh bread and certified plastic-free tea pigs, pure lemongrass tea. So they partner with tea pigs for that one. Um, I quite like a good good tea pigs tea if I'm honest so and the lemongrass I'm really interested to know how that tastes especially for a low ABV beer so that one to me yeah. sounds really nice I like a bit of lemongrass in a beer actually it's very yes, refreshing. refreshing yeah <laughs> jinx <laughs> <laughs> so the next one in the range I think they've got four of them at the moment so the third one in the range is rise up for forest and that's food production is the biggest cause of deforestation as trees are cleared to graze 
animals and grow co- crops. But one third of food is wasted. Again. Uh, we can change this by reducing food waste, eating less meat and dairy and avoiding palm oil. And by better managing forest resources, eliminating clear cutting and planting new trees, we can mitigate climate change and protect biodiversity. So this is their chocolate stout. It's a 6.2%. And it's brewed with fresh surplus bread and divine chocolate cocoa powder that supports support sustainable forestry. My bad. There was three beers. That was the last of the three beers. For some reason, I thought there was four. Maybe just two, I wanted an even it. number. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think that's that might be the first stout they've made. Yeah, it was the first stout. And I've actually had that one. And it was really delicious. <sighs> I'm so jealous because I good. want yeah. it. It was, um, uh, it was sent to it. me by Craft Beer Pinup. So thank <laughs> you for that. It was really lovely it just it sounds so good and I'm very curious to know kind of what what their take on a stout kind of is like how for me I've never heard of you know when you're doing a normal lager or something like that like I go okay yeah bread in it that's that's fine when I think stout I don't think you know brewed with surplus bread well but but stouts still have um a large percentage of base malt in them they're not all dark malts because you you need the fermentable sugars from the base malt so it's exactly the same yeah I think it's just when you think of it when you picture it in your head and someone's like oh yeah there's bread in that like it just would I'd be like what like I just I don't (laughs) think I connect the dots for that so um so yeah it was it was an interesting one that I'm really keen to try so yeah that is um I basically asked her as well you know was there any again were there any challenges with making that using the surplus bread or anything like that and she said yeah no no additional challenges again it's all the same what she did highlight however was the challenges that came with making the low abv beer oh yeah yeah so she said that basically um it's kind of how you make it low abv while still maintaining the satisfying body and great taste in a standard beer um she said that was kind of what their challenge was um and I know that that for me when we've talked about the we did the dry January episode when I went on to try some other ones like that's what I was looking for was more so you know how beer like is this as opposed to does it just taste good it's how close to an actual beer is it so it's interesting that she's picked up that it's not just about you know it, it just tasting good being low ABV you know how close mouthfeel you know how close taste wise can we get so um what I will say is I don't really want to summarize her words because she's she's phrased it really well so I'm just going to read what she said to me in response um because she gave me quite a, a good bit so what she said is the mouthfeel and flavor come from starchy ingredients breadcrumb malt wheat etc but these are also the sources of fermentable sugars and the fermentable sugar there is for the yeast the more alcohol they produce yeah so that's kind of what you said the more that's there the more they produce um covered that uh, but she said big commercial brewers can produce a standard beer then use reverse osmosis fancy whirlpool wizardry as she said <laughs> to remove the alcohol but as a small brewery we had to do things differently so that's where it gets interesting firstly we brewed with less grist the milk so she put just to explain it the the milled or crushed malt grain breadcrumb uh, so there was less sugar to turn into alcohol then we mashed mix the grist and, and water uh, at a much higher temperature so the sugar remained complex uh, this made it harder for the yeast to ferment especially uh, essentially our balance of fermentable to non-fermentable sugars was deliberately altered we also changed the amount of yeast to ensure that we kept the alcohol at 0.5 percent and then she says about the same as a ripe banana which i think we've we've mentioned before yeah. about how bananas have yeah alcohol in it and everything so I thought that was really quite interesting that it's like you know 
because they're not doing it on that commercial level. I mean, it's commercial, but they're not doing it on that big of a level. They have to do things differently than some other, you know, bigger commercial brewers can do. Um, so yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. I'm not sure your your thoughts on all that. Yeah, so I I actually attended a um, like a webinar about the development of non-alcoholic beers and how brewers are looking at different ways to do it and and raising the mash temperature and um developing new strains of yeast that don't ferment in the same way is some of the like technological advances that the brewing industry is looking at for our non-alcoholic beer so that's really interesting that that's the way that they're doing it so they use different type of yeast and they raise the temperature yeah that's really interesting because that's kind of the trend of where non-alcoholic beers are potentially going yeah, so I'd be keen to try it because I'd just be keen yeah. to see, you know, how close do, do they actually get with it? How does it sit to the other non-alcoholic stuff we got? So be interested to see if we can get our hands on it and, and try that because I think that would be quite interesting. Um, I did ask her as well, you know, you know, what inspired her to make these styles? Because, you know, like with a stout, where they've never done that before. What made them want to go out and try a stout? And she just yeah. basically said, quite simply, they put a customer survey out and those are the top picks. So I guess the good thing to nice. know from that is, you know, not only are they being exceptionally sustainable but they also care about what the feedback is and they're saying what's what do you want a stout okay we've never done this but we're gonna do it so let's just do it so um I thought that was quite cool and yeah the the final question I kind of put to her was if there was any styles of bread or baked goods that she had or they hadn't yet experimented with that they'd like to um and she couldn't really tell me too much but she did hint that they had even more beers coming up in their rise up series um so this series is leading up to cop 26 which is in november and that is the uh the 26th un climate change conference of the parties so um basically the this series is going up until then so november and she said she can't promise there's going to be any new baked goods but she did say that the up-and-coming beers were tasty interesting and planet saving so i'll be interested to see what's there i just want to say as well like joanne you bought these beers um we did we weren't approached for this we weren't like this wasn't a paid advertisement <laughs> no. or anything like that. I was you know, desperate was, to get it was, this it was all she wanted the crumpet right on the website yeah. straight away. It's just we like them. Yeah. Um we we support the sustainability. We think they're great. And yeah, that's why we did it. So I just wanted to say as I'm reading that out in the way that it is that it's not yeah. a product placement it's not an ad no. we weren't approached for it or anything she was just very kind to answer some questions for yeah. us I did say you know as a final mes- message just you was there any final push she kind of wanted us to get across on this and she just said that she just asked really um if we could just share that people should write to their MPs ahead of the COP26 um she gave me a link and a template and all that and she also gave me some YouTube's uh, YouTube links to some master classes they've done. So if we can get that in the show notes. We can yep. put that somewhere for people. Yeah, get on it, get sustainable, write to your MPs, do all this, you know, not to get on my soapbox and preach um to you. But yeah, it's it's really it's really great. If you go on their website, you can read all about the rise, the rise up series and what they're doing and the good the good stuff that they're doing and supporting. So yeah, that's um that's that's everything I got back from her. So so thank you, Kristen. That was really yeah, lovely of you to respond to me. I really re- appreciate that because um yeah, I know everyone's quite busy now. So yeah. it's nice that she gave me some time and gave me some responses. So final thoughts, Joe. Um oh, I love a crumpet beer. <laughs> crumpet. I love crumpets. I love crumpet beer. There you go. My name is Joanne and I love crumpet beers. 
<laughs> Hi, Joanne. <laughs> yeah, this was really good. Yeah. Really pleased that you sent this to me. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go try to make some some pizza, some beer pizza with some of these other ones yes. and see what I get out of it. it. So yeah. So um I guess if you've tried the Warburton's and toast collaboration let us know what your thoughts on it or if you tried any of the new rise up series let us know what your thoughts are yeah on let it. us know what your thoughts are on that where can they find you to tell you about these if you would like to tell me about crumpets i am uh, my personal account is uh, women's brew on facebook instagram and twitter uh, you can also find my beer school where we uh, drink the craft lager to look at vocabulary for multi beers um at love beer learning we are love beer learning on facebook instagram twitter uh tiktok pinterest we're everywhere you can come to my website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk and you can email me lovebeerlearning at gmail.com and we'll pick up any emails any thoughts you've got on future episodes for the podcast there as well uh where can they find you tori if they want to talk about beer pizza yeah i've just got just got one instagram (laughs) Yeah, adventures <laughs> underscore in underscore optimism on instagram and i mean i'm on the ticky talkies as well yeah. but I've, I've only got three videos it's not it's not <laughs> joanne level so it's a timestamp. you know this is at this point in time i only have three videos maybe by the time you listen to this and check it out i'm gonna be, be a tiktok star so you might be a overnight sensation you never know all you need is one video joanne right? you need one video and with that signing off cheers cheers